Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Active Optimist podcast. This is Arena, your host, the Active Optimist. With everything I do, I want you to believe that you don't have to be depressed forever. I truly believe that depression is the ultimate cry for help, not for happiness, but for connection back to ourselves and what truly matters. I'm here each week to support you, bring community, and give you daily actions to address the social, psychological, and biological causes of depression so that you can step into the life you know you're meant to lead. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. It's Rena Erickson. If you're new, if you're returning, welcome back. This week's episode is going to be about feeling lonely, the realities of feeling lonely, and obviously depression, and then what I've done and what I know other people have done in my life to handle feeling lonely, to accept feeling lonely, to get over feeling lonely, and to cope with feeling lonely. So all of those things we are going to talk about in this week's episode. Before we start, I just want to say thank you to anyone and everyone who's listening. I am super, super thankful that you decided to listen to this podcast and this episode today. If you haven't been keeping up with me on Instagram, I recently announced on the 30th of June, I think, I announced on the 30th of June that we had surpassed a thousand downloads. So that was a big milestone for me. And I did set a goal to have that done by July 1st. And it happened, you know, I had this goal and I just said it on my Instagram that I want to reach a thousand downloads. And next thing I know, I get an email and I reach a thousand downloads. So thank you so much for listening. I'm super grateful that anyone took the time to listen to what I had to say. So it's very validating for me that I'm on the right path. And also, I just wanted to say that with a lot of things in our life, including with this podcast, We are often not the best person to do something per se. We're not the most trained. We are not, you know, the top of our field. I, for one, am not the top of my field in depression, but sometimes you just have to choose to say something because a lot of people will have things to say, but not a lot of people will actually say something of substance. And this is what I'm really trying to do in this podcast is just to challenge the mental health space, challenge how we talk about depression so that our conversation can be productive and actually finding solutions. I want to go to a step further and really change people's lives and hopefully impact your life and offer a little bit of hope. If that's one thing that I do, I do want to offer a shiny bit of hope to anyone who is suffering depression, who anyone who knows someone who's suffering depression, that this is not the end all be all for you. This is not the end of your story, but it's just a dip in the road, a part of your life, a phase of your life that is very dark and is depressing, but it is not the end of the road, even though it may seem like that. So anyway, thank you so much. And let me know if there's any way I can serve you better, any topics that you would like me to speak about. So yeah, um, other than that, I just came back from a road trip with my dear friend Comedy, who's been on the podcast twice. We were on a 16-day road trip, which was amazing and so life-giving and just reminded me to really prioritize 
what I find joy in and what gives me life and what is a source of such expansion and peace and calmness and just happiness for me. So yeah, that was amazing. America's amazing. And I really encourage anyone who is thinking of doing something to just do it. Start that podcast, go on that trip, start that business, move across the country, move into that apartment, do whatever you need to do because we only have one life right now and no one's given us another one. So yeah, and there's just so much wonder in the world that we often miss out on when we're just living in our home at our job that is outside of mundane. I know it's really hard to get out of that, but I really encourage people to prioritize and make time out of the mundane, whatever that looks like for you. It could be reading really good fiction books. It could be traveling. It could be doing your favorite sport. It could be really anything, painting, writing music, making music, all those things that we just naturally enjoy, which are often swept under the rug in the name of responsibility, in the name of this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then just to get back to this week's podcast episode topic, I did meet up with one of my friends in LA, one of my dear friends in LA, and we were really talking and we were catching up because I haven't seen him in a while. And we had really connected last summer over social justice issues. And I was talking to him about his mental health journey and where he's at because I know that he struggled with his mental health. And we were both talking together on this beautiful beach in LA. And he really just told me like, I've been feeling really alone. Like you're the first person I really went out with that isn't family. And we just had this really good, honest conversation. And I just allowed him to spill whatever he needed to spill, hold space for him about how he felt alone, how he graduated college and realized that a lot of the people that he thought he was friends with or the people that he surrounded himself with in college before the pandemic were not around anymore. It was kind of a sad reality, but uh, it was a it was a sad and harsh reality at the same time. And that's what got me thinking a lot about how to feel less lonely. So just to round it out, in this week's episode, we will be talking about the reality of feeling alone. We'll talk about loneliness and depression and how that is obviously connected, but I just have some thoughts about that. And then how to get out of a rut when we're feeling alone. What to do when we have been alone for such a long time, when we haven't been able to get out into the world, when we haven't been able to even find someone that we would want to spend time with. So without further ado, let's dive in. I think a lot of us have been hit with the reality of being alone or feeling lonely. Right now, the summer has kicked off. And what I've found is that it's a season of transition for a lot of people, either with moving, with starting new jobs, things with family, things with friends, things with personal self. And then also because of the summer, we see people hanging out. We see people having fun. We see people on vacation. And it can be pretty hard when you look around and you're like, I don't have anyone to do that with or the people that I want to do that with. I either haven't talked to or aren't next to me, next to me physically. 
And you can just really feel really alone. And when you start noticing these things, you can feel even more lonely. And it's really sad. And and it's really sad. And it's kind of scary. It just hurts really badly. Everyone's story and life is different. But the feeling of loneliness is a universal feeling, which I don't think is talked about a lot. But I do think that loneliness has been with us since the beginning of time because We are, at the end of the day, communal animals, social animals, and when we feel lonely, we feel detached from our tribe, we feel disconnected, we don't feel like we belong, and we don't feel like we have meaning. The thing with loneliness is that it doesn't matter where it's from or who you are, everyone experiences it. You know, there's a cliche that you can be lonely in a giant house, you're going to also be lonely at your nine to five job. You can be lonely in a humongous university. You can also be lonely in a small town high school. Loneliness doesn't care about how many people are around you. Yes, loneliness happens when there's no one around you and that's really hard and that's really painful, but it can also happen when there's hundreds, if not thousands of people around you. And I guess that sounds a little cliche, but it's true and there's truth in that cliche so it's just a good reminder to understand that you feeling lonely is not a defect it happens to every single person every single person on the planet has and will feel lonely in their life and our job right now is to understand that and accept that oh i'm feeling really lonely right now and i feel really alone And then also, what can we do to negate that or to set ourselves up to not spiral into a feeling of despair, a feeling of worthlessness, of being unlovable when we do feel lonely and when we realize that we're lonely? To pull back a second, recently it's been kind of a waking up to find that people that I thought a year ago were going to be my friends, were going to be in my life or not. Over the past year, I've lost a lot of friends. I've broken up with some of my closest friends that I've had for a while. People that I thought were super close to me have literally fallen off the face of the earth. I just never heard from them again. And then also with post-college, even though I did graduate a year ago, we do have, you know, the post-college blues, I guess you could say, which were exacerbated by COVID. And also I know from personal talks with my friends. I've had friends that have experienced immense loneliness due to not being able to see their family or certain friends because of all the shutdowns because of the pandemic. And then now even because of the complications with the vaccine, with international travel and all of that. And for some reason before I didn't notice it as much, but now seeing other people have fun and traveling in groups and going out the lack of people and the tension in my life is felt. But the summer and with COVID closing, people want to go out. They really like to show that on social media. The whole idea of we're outside, we're in the club. When you look at them having fun, even though there's no reason why you would be there, you still kind of feel a pang in your chest that I'm missing out and that I am a loser because I don't have anyone to do that with. And that thought often trumps 
rationale. And I think that's what loneliness really does because it does prey on our core fear of abandonment and of being disowned from our tribe. And then also this is coupled by a feeling of being reprimanded somehow, feeling reprimanded for not being a good enough friend, not being a likable person, just feeling that they are removing themselves from your life because you are not a likable person or because you were not a good friend. And then last but not least, another reality of feeling alone and feeling lonely is the shame around feeling alone. When we feel lonely, we often feel like a failure, that we were not socially inapt, skilled enough to keep friendships, to keep people around us. And this is really rooted in our culture, in our culture of individualism, in our culture of self-determination, and our culture of self-reliance. All these things are really glorified American culture is really built on rugged individualism and self-determination. And although I do talk a lot about self-determination in this podcast, in that you do have control over your life and you can choose your circumstances and you can fight for the circumstances that are happening right now, or you could fight for new circumstances. I really push back against the idea that you are a slave to your mind that your depression is in control of your personality, of your character, of what your life is going to be. When it comes to loneliness, the shame that we feel about feeling alone is that we, you know, failed in doing all these things. We failed in standing by ourselves. We failed in determining ourselves. The mission of feeling lonely isn't only about, you know, being challenged to make friends, to meet people, to talk to people which can be a part of it and is a very real part of it in my story, it also feels like it implies that we are unlikable or unworthy of being loved, which I think are the two things that make loneliness so, so painful. And it's real and it's a reality of feeling alone. It's a reality of being lonely. These are valid feelings. Feeling connected, feeling belonging is a core human need. And when you feel lonely, when you feel alone, when you feel disconnected from the world, disconnected from other people, when you look up and feel and realize that there's no one really around you because of either what has happened in your life, maybe you've played a part, maybe other people have played a part, but we still feel that pain. That pain is real and that pain is valid. And we do need this attention. We do need this attention from other people to live. I always tell my sister about how babies, they just opt out of life when they don't get the attention they need to live. If they don't get the proper attention that they need, if they don't get physical human touch that they need, they can have all the food in the world, but they'll just die. They'll just opt out because that's a basic core human need. And I guess sometimes we forget about that when we're older because of this individualism and the self-determination, this self-reliance that our culture really glorifies. I just want to say that if you do feel lonely and if you do feel alone and you feel like there is no one in the world right now for you, that's a valid feeling and your feelings are valid. So just to specifically zero in on loneliness and depression, in our world, depression is 
often framed as an individual issue. And as I say many, many times, depression is a collective communal issue. And something that I want to highlight that supports this point, when people have researched the pursuit of happiness, they have found that if you intentionally try to get happy in a more individualistic society, you cannot. But you're more likely to get happy when you're pursuing happiness in a collective way. So if you're pursuing collective happiness, happiness for a larger community, it is more likely that you'll actually succeed than if you're pursuing individual happiness. And we're told that depression is an illness, that it's an individual illness, that's a problem in our heads, that we really can't do anything about it. And if you're struggling with depression or if you're struggling with any mental illness, any mental issue, you are forced to join the mental health community and then you are a part of the mental health community. And saying that it's the people who are suffering's problem to solve the issue is a disservice to all of us and also furthers loneliness because if someone diagnoses you as depressed, you're kind of left alone to deal with it. You are given the options of treatment or not treatment, and then you have to choose individually to do this and to do whatever you need to do. And this is the whole idea of self-help. You must help yourself because this is your sole problem. We deal with mental health and mental illness individually with a pill or alone with a skilled licensed professional, aka a therapist. But at the end of the day, it's our problem to deal with alone And we often don't even talk about it with our families, with our friends, because it is our sole issue in our brain. It is a private matter and we should just shut up about it. And before I go on, I think that this even exacerbates loneliness because say if feeling lonely is a part of your depression, which I would say that that is very likely to be true, then being unable to say anything or unable to feel comfortable saying anything or only saying it to a certain number of people who may be just your parents and maybe your therapist or your psychiatrist, that increases your feeling and the reality of being isolated from the rest of the world. Understandably, the individualistic solution to mental health, mental illness, depression is a solution that we all really crave for because mental health and depression is uncomfortable. We just want our depression to be cured. We just want to be the same as everyone else to function well. We just want to take something to go somewhere an hour each week so that life can go on. Unfortunately for us, that is not very sustainable and often doesn't even work. I guess I'm challenging this feeling, this notion of individuality today, specifically because focusing on the self when we are extremely lonely, when we are feeling alone, worsens the issue and worsens the feeling even more. And I read this quote that was going around Instagram. This one stuck with me because it was a little odd, I guess you could say. But it went along the lines of someone told me that I need to be more self-aware. And then it said that I think my self-awareness is actually part of the problem and I would rather be less self-aware or something like that. It was probably a lot more catchy and shorter. At first when I saw it, I was like, okay, that's a little weird. 
But when I was thinking about this podcast episode, it came up and now I think it was getting to the oftentimes empowering cliche that we have of be yourself, of when you are down to do you, that you are worth it. Just be yourself, be your true self, all these things, develop yourself and just really honing in on this self-awareness. However, when we are depressed and we are lonely, I think that maybe we should challenge this. Maybe we should not be ourselves. Maybe it's the thinking about ourselves over and over again that is making us feel depressed, that is making us feel lonely. Maybe we should try to reach out more. And when I'm thinking about what to say to someone who's feeling really alone, I think that one of the antidotes to feeling alone is to actually be part of a group, make the group feel worth it, to come together, to be a part of the crowd, be a part of the whole, switch it up. Don't do something for yourself and do something for someone else. Do something for your network, do something for your group, do something for your school. Do a kind act to a stranger. Maybe see if there's any possible way that you can do something that makes society better, even if it's just for one hour or one day. So that's the end of part one on how to feel a little less lonely. And part two will be out next week. And just to close out, I just wanted to reiterate that being lonely is valid. Feeling lonely is a valid emotion. Feeling lonely does not mean you're a failure, does not mean that you're unworthy of love, does not mean that you are unlikable. I know at my worst moments, and I'm sure you have felt the same, that when we are really lonely, when we feel unlovable, when we feel unlikable, when we feel like outcasts, we really just want one thing to help us. We just want, maybe we want to be a different person. We want to have a different personality. We want all our personality, character flaws, whatever we see as the reason why someone would not like us or a bunch of people would not like us or a bunch of people would stop being friends with us. We just want to snap our fingers and we beg that, why can't I just be normal why can't I just be like all the other people that I see around me with a really great friend group, with really close people, with people that are going places that I want to go to? Why am I the one that is the outcast? Why am I so, so, so very lonely? How can I do something that will make me lovable, that make me worthy of great friends, make me a good person to be around, make people want to be around me. And I just want to say that this is a real thing and you're not going crazy. It's a valid thing. And it also speaks to the necessity of community that us humans all have. You're not the only person that feels alone in this moment in time. And every single person you've known, whether they will ever admit it or not, has felt alone, has felt outcast, has felt unlikable, and has felt unworthy of love. And depression really brings that to the forefront. And I really think that that can often be a central point in our depression, a central cause of depression. 
So in next week's episode, I'll talk a little bit more about the things that we can do to get out of a rut of feeling alone and about our need for attention, which comes with the feeling of loneliness, the need for human attention that is often demonized in our society. So the action of the week is to do one kind thing to a stranger. And there's so many of these things that you can do. Hold a door open for someone. um, Help someone pack their bags at the grocery store. Buy someone a coffee at your local coffee shop. Give a big random tip to the waiter that may help you. Do something for some other person and see how you feel. And also... I want to say don't reprimand or think badly about yourself that you're doing this to feel good. Oftentimes we conflate doing things for other people that make us feel good with people who do things just so they can feel good to show off. I don't think if you're listening to this podcast and have gotten this far and are feeling really lonely and feel the need to do something to just feel a little bit less alone in the world that you're that type of person. So don't even worry about it. And in the meantime, I wish you so much love. I wish you more calm, more grace and sending love your way. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I will catch you up next week.